Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers-Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Kimberly Ferguson, owner of Pink Leaf Learning Company and new owner of the Patterson Block Muncie. We're supported today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What do they have coming up? A virtual lunch and learn. I love virtual lunch and learns because you can eat lunch. While you learn. While you learn. I know. It's in the name. Awesome. Now, what, what's this one called? This one is called Vested with Vulnerability. Who's putting this on? It's going to be presented by Michelle Vore. She is the Learning and Development Manager for Muncie Power Products. Vested with vulnerability. That's Sounds good. interesting. Sounds interesting. Hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she says it way better than we do. When's it going to happen? <laughs> it's going to be Thursday, May 20th from 1130 to 1. What are we going to learn? We are going to learn that to be vested means to have a full right to something, typically thought of in terms of a retirement benefit. But what does it mean to be vested with each other? If we are working alongside or for someone, are we holding back a percentage of our relationship? If so, are we getting back that same effort? The answer to the question is probably yes. We will explore being fully vested with each other's, whether it's coworkers, bosses, teammates, and the like. This means being vulnerable with each other by sharing, caring, and yes, even leading. So that's all well and dandy, but what am I really going to learn? Well, you're going to take away a couple things from this. You are going to consider the notion of checking our baggage at the door as a myth. I'm, I'm not supposed to check my baggage? Well, I imagine... Like, Cost 25 bucks. I better take it with me. I know. I'm going to take it with me. I'm cheap. You're going to discuss effective balance of vulnerability in the workplace, and you'll learn methods for being vulnerable with others for a positive impact on them. Now, again, when is this going to happen? Thursday, May 20th, from 1130 to 1 p.m. And it's a virtual lunch and learn, vested with vulnerability. Who's putting it on? Presented by Michelle Vohr of Muncie Power Products. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Kimberly Howe Ferguson, owner of Pink Leaf. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, we don't know that much about you, so tell us all about yourself. Are you a Munsonian? Um, I am-ish, so okay. <laughs> I, uh, I've been here since 2001, okay. and so what is that, 20 years? That's, that's okay. long enough, and I so, think, right? Yeah, so I've moved away a couple times, moved back, moved away, moved back, but um, Muncie is home. You know, I'm raising my kids here, convinced my in-laws to move here, so. Oh, well, that's how you know it's really yes. home, right? Yes, so I would, I would say I'm a, I'm a Muncie uh, uh, resident and staying here now. Well, very good. Give me your background. So I uh, went to high school right outside of Fort Wayne. Um, at the time, it was a very small high school, New Haven High School. Um, it's much bigger now than it was when I went there. Um, came here for undergrad and... Um, Ball State? Ball State, yeah. So came here for undergrad and then graduated and moved away and moved back and moved a couple times for my career, but always came back and... When I decided, okay, I really want to like buy a house and stay somewhere, Muncie was the top of the list. So, 
Excellent. So that's how I got back. But Pink Leaf is 10 years old in February. So that's a business I started essentially out of my little duplex over on Elm Street way back when. And uh, so I own several apartment buildings in Muncie now. I just bought the Patterson block um, about 10 weeks ago. So that's a really new project. And and for people who don't know, that's the mustard colored building at the corner of what is it? Walnut and Main, right? Walnut, Walnut and Main. And Main. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's a behemoth. It's hard to miss. So if yeah, I... Yeah, so you essentially own a city block, practically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it is um, a little ostentatious if you... Uh, if you don't know the building. Um, it's historic. It's mustard yellow. It's 21,000 square feet. Um, it is definitely iconic in Muncie. I will tell people, oh, yeah, I own, you know, 105 East Main. And they're like, what? I'm like, oh, the big yellow building downtown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got it. And so um, so we moved Pink Leaf into that building um, right after we bought it. We started pink leaf renting in a financial services office we moved to the little blue cottage on wheeling which is what everybody knows is our little blue cottage i love that building it is so cute yeah it's 900 square feet so we went from 900 square feet in our little blue cottage on wheeling to 21,000 square feet so it's a little bit of a jump but we went from three employees to 14 when we're in the cottage so it was time to time to expand to make that jump yeah. yeah all right now tell me all about pink leaf first What's what what does Pink Leaf do? So we are a life skills organization. Um, we mostly work with at-risk youth from 14 to 23. Um, due to the CARES Act, we were just able to bump that up to 27. So we work with at-risk youth in every single life skill you can imagine. If you imagine any home ec class, any uh, car repair, any food prep, we probably do it. So some of our more common classes we will close a bay um, at Indy Tire. We will take 10 youth. They'll learn how to change their oil, change a tire, um, how to talk to a car repair place. Um, some of our more popular camps are how to cut up a whole chicken, um, how to cook with a crock pot. Truthfully known, I, I do not know how to cut up a chicken. I don't either. I yeah. do know how to change my oil. Well, at least I did at one point in time. <laughs> Maybe not now, but I definitely don't know how to cut up a chicken. <laughs> I mean, really any life skill you can imagine, we probably partner with the business to do it. So when I say we teach, we don't teach anything in-house except CPR and first aid. So those are the only things we've pulled the licenses in for to teach in-house. We work with 109 different businesses across the state of Indiana. Wow. So it can be Rich's Auto in Fort Wayne, Indy Tire in Indianapolis. We have a chef in South Bend. We have a chef in Vandenberg County, which is Evansville. So when I say we teach, what I mean is we partner with businesses to teach youth so that youth get the life skills, the lesson, but also the social capital. Now, tell me about your clients. Can anybody just walk in off the street? What, what's the uh, qualification here? Yeah, yes and no. So let me explain that a little bit. So our core population, 80% of all of our population is at-risk youth. So they are referred to us through juvenile probation, the Department of Child Services, the Public Defender's Office, from a foster parent learning about us and reaching out. But we have learned due to high schools and other places stopping teaching general life skills, 
we have this whole catchment of people who have asked us to start allowing the community to take some of our courses. So we are um, bridging that gap. This summer, we are offering eight free classes to anyone in the community that wants to take them. That's going to be in the Patterson Block Ghost Kitchen. Um, so if you want to learn how to cut up a whole chicken, I would highly recommend jumping into that free class. And so that's just something we're passionate about. When the community came to us and said, hey, can you start offering these classes outside of your core demographic, which is those at-risk youth? We said, okay, let us figure out how to do it. We also teach CPR, first aid, and serve safe to the community. And again, that was a request from the community. We teach specifically to our core population. Foster parents and teachers said, hey, we can't find CPR and first aid and serve safe quickly on our terms. Could we sit in with the youth? And that's always a no because we really um, honor the confidentiality of our youth. Um, and so we just started opening up a class here, a class there for foster parents, a class here, a class there for teachers, and then it just took off. So we diverge from our core population when it makes sense to serve the community in that way. All right. Now talk to me about the Patterson building. Meaning it has a commercial kitchen in there and you've, like you just mentioned, you've opened it up to the community a little bit. Tell me all about that. We have. So the background is we bought the Patterson block in a separate entity from Pinkleaf, really with Pinkleaf in mind. Like the thought was we will move Pinkleaf's offices in Patterson. We need the space and we rent commercial kitchens all over the state. So the kitchen in Patterson block, really the thought was, okay, we can use that with our youth. Well, as we know with COVID, lots of things are happening online right now. So we are only using that kitchen couple days a month up to two times a week for youth. Now this is a nine bay, 3000 square foot teaching kitchen. And it just seemed absurd that we would only use that, you know, maybe 10 hours a week. So we decided to open it up to the community. One of the ways we decided to do that was to certify it as a commissary or a ghost kitchen. Do you know what a ghost kitchen is? No. All right. Please um, explain. So in several cities, there are kitchens where a budding entrepreneur can go in, cook, send their food out on DoorDash. Let's just say, what's one of your favorite meals? Just name one. Chicken enchilada soup. Okay. Chicken enchilada soup. So, <laughs> so an entrepreneur, <laughs> yeah. So an entrepreneur comes in based on their social media presence says, Hey, I'm putting chicken enchilada soup on DoorDash. I'm loading a hundred you can get on there and buy it. It'll be delivered on Friday night. Once the hundred's gone, it'll disappear off DoorDash. So what that does for the chef is, one, he knows he has a hundred sold. He can control his food cost. He has no front, she, he, has no front of house cost, no menus, no hostess, no front of house staff to pay. And then they clean up at the end of the night, send out their hundred on DoorDash and then they're done and they get to go spend the rest of their night doing whatever they want. So for someone who is not wanting to sign a long-term commercial lease, someone who's trying a new concept, someone who is really thinking, hey, maybe I want to be a chef, but I don't wanna give up my day job yet. This would be a great place for them to come and test that out, really test the waters and say, oh yeah, that's great, that's working, now it's time for me to step into a restaurant, or, you know, I really hated that, so let me step back before I put $100,000 into a restaurant. Um, so it's just a good incubator, so to speak, for food service entrepreneurs. Now, currently, you're still filling the spaces there at the 
Patterson block. What what are some of the things coming? So we have Debbie Soaps that's coming into the retail space. Um, we do have a restaurant space available. Um, I believe that's leased. So oh, I can't. That's new news. Yeah, I can't announce who's going in there <laughs> okay. yet. Um, so stay tuned. yeah, so stay tuned. So, so that space I believe is taken. So, um, we have four just large square rooms, um, that are about 1600 square feet. They could handle a yoga studio, a fitness class, um, a podcast company, you know, um, any, <laughs> any, anybody that doesn't need private offices, um, Anything like that could fit in those spaces. And then we have one tiny little office available. The rest of the space is taken. So Pinkleaf is in there. City Hope Fellowship Church is in there. Debbie's is in there. Our ghost kitchen. Um, a couple real estate holding companies um, have office space in there. So we are really pretty full. And we're just blown away and thrilled by the community support for, for the building. That's so. awesome. I think that's great. Because I could, like... As a business owner <laughs> on a very small level, like I could imagine buying a building that big and be like, okay, now I hope people come and I hope we can put, we can fill it and, you know, not totally mess up our whole lives. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. And it's, I love puzzles. And the Patterson building, like all the other projects I take on, it is really a big puzzle. And so I had to learn, you know, fire code based on having a building that big. I've never owned a building that big. So when the fire department walked through, I had to learn some of the stuff that they were telling me. Um, building code completely changes. Uh, the elevator code, I had no idea how to certify an elevator. It actually goes through Homeland Security and um, it's part of the same division as amusement rides. And really? so I joke that we should just put a sign in our ele elevator that says, hey, you have, you know, entered Patterson Block's amusement ride. So, um, and those are things that you just learn when you buy a building like that. And uh, you hope the community is supportive and they have been. And you just got to jump and, you know, hope you swim, I guess. Now, tell me about the real estate side of things there. Now, what are you doing there? Yeah, so when I bought my very first house, I bought a duplex and I lived on one side and rented the other. And it occurred to me that the tenant was essentially paying my mortgage. I was traveling at the time for a job with the state and it was fantastic to have that extra income. Well, the bug bit me and I said, oh <laughs> man, I really enjoy this and I enjoy having tenants. And so from that single duplex, we bought another house and then another house and then another house and then turned those houses into a fourplex and then an apartment building and another apartment building. And we're at the stage right now where we're kind of getting rid of the single family houses that we have and really just focusing on larger apartment complexes. But we believe everybody deserves a safe and secure place to live, whether you're paying 300 a month or 3000 a month. And so real estate is just an extension of my belief that you can provide quality services to any population. And that's what we do in real estate too. We, you know, we provide quality housing to tenants, particularly below 60% of AMI. And that's our, that's really our passion is to stay kind of away from campus and in some of those lower income communities. 
Tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah, so I am a mom and a wife. I have a little six-year-old that is um, at Burris, and we are proud to be Burris Owls. Um, And I have a little two-year-old girl, and she is just wild and fantastic. You know, I was not sure that being a mom was my thing, and they are just the greatest little greatest little joys. I'm not a baby person. Are you baby people? I'm not. Matt's the baby whisperer. She, of, she likes to like pinch babies. and. I want to eat them. I want to eat their eat faces. Di- eat, eat I like to faces. eat their cute faces, but I'm not. Which a, is weird as I'll get out. I'm not so. a baby person really though. <laughs> I'm not a baby person either at all, but I have to say like this phase that they're in at two and six is just so fun. Like we, um, we have a lot of fun. Zoo is like exuding her own little personality and Archer at six is navigating school and, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, this little girl wouldn't talk to me on the playground and, you know, hurts his heart and, (laughs) you know, dealing with, you know, all the things you learn in school. But, um, you know, it's just a really fun phase in our life right now. I'm married. My husband is in nursing school um, here in Muncie. And so we are just jam-packed with craziness between all the different businesses I own and him in nursing school and um, two wild kids. We are we are just jam-packed, but it's a super fun phase to be in. Now I have to ask you, is uh, his venture into nursing school, was he doing something else and he decided to change? Yeah, so he's a licensed realtor, um, and he loves doing that. He really loves helping people. And we determined, as you've seen this year, um, that real estate probably wasn't going to be the long-term helping people that he wanted. He still does that. He has houses listed right now, has buyers right now. Um, But he wanted a career where he would long-term help people. He's in clinicals at Ball right now, and he just loves it. He he just, it, it's who he is. He's an extrovert. I'm an introvert. And so helping people through real estate has been what he's done and loves it. But he's jumping into helping people through nursing. And he's done in December, which I can't believe it's went wow. so fast. And uh, and he just, he totally like loves the MERS thing. Like he's like, yeah, I'm totally immersed. And, you know, like <laughs> he's ready for it. So. All right. Another thing. Uh, still doing the B store or not? What? Yeah, so that's a great question. So we intended to start a bee store. My husband is a beekeeper. And we have leased all the spaces that we thought we would use. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry, Patrick, you get put in a closet. (laughs) So, So the comedy to that is, yes, we have lots of bee equipment and bee supplies. Um... We are a part of the beekeeping community, and it's very hard to find the equipment and supplies that you need here in Muncie. Um, so we ordered a ton of it. We actually have it in like a side closet in Patterson right now because we had intended to use this space and it got leased. Then we thought, oh, we'll use this space in Patterson. And someone came along and said, hey, I really would like that space. So we leased that space and then we moved them again. And <laughs> my poor husband. So I really believe. Is there any roof space on the Patterson? There is. We're actually going to put some beehives up there. Some like live beehives up there. (laughs) So we can talk about that in a minute. But my poor husband, I keep moving him from place to place because I truly believe in entrepreneurship in our community. I think most of the ills in our community can be solved by entrepreneurship. And um, unfortunately, when entrepreneurs come along and say, hey, I would love to, you know, launch this or do this in your space. I lease them the space and then kick my husband out. So <laughs> that's okay. Now we so. not leasing space, but it's funny. We kind of talked about this a little bit on the last podcast, but um, 
we do promotional products and print stuff and all kinds of stuff. And Matt loves promotional products. And he asked me the other day, can we get farmhouse coffee mugs? And I'm like, just because Because my mug is gone missing. His favorite here mug is missing in the action. office. I even put up a wanted poster in the, in the I kitchen. I think somebody broke it. I think somebody broke it and doesn't want to fess up. But that's, that's okay, <laughs> office members. But then I'm like, well, I'd like a farmhouse for Right, so he's like, can, I make, can we make farmhouse coffee mugs? I'm like... Well, just for just because we want them in like the middle of April, no, we can get them for Christmas or like holiday presents or something like that. But not just not because you just feel like it. Come on, so it's like the cobbler's wife has has no shoes situation here. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and you know our spouses just roll with it. Like you, you just you know when you're marrying an entrepreneur, it's gonna be a wild ride, and you just gotta gotta hang on, kind of hang on, yeah. So what do you and the family like to do for fun? Like not work all the time, but actually go do stuff. No. So probably our most prized possession is our parks pass. Like we buy the Indiana parks pass every year. I think it's 50 or $60. And then you can get into all of Indiana state parks. So we spend a ton of time at summit Lake. We spend a ton of time at mounds. We, we really like camping and just going out for the day and getting out in nature and, if you have a wild six-year-old, you know getting them off tech and out in nature is by far the best thing to do for them. And uh, so we spend lots and lots of time um, just just getting out of the city and, you know, just trying to do something out in nature, away from tech. That's what we like to do for fun. What do you want to be remembered for? I would say that I fail as much as I succeed. Like people see Pink Leaf, they see our apartment buildings, they see um, Patterson, but they don't see the 9,000 failures in the middle of those. I always encourage people to go out on a limb and sometimes that limb is gonna snap. And so what I would say to most people, as well as people in our community, if I had to like push a message out is that just fail, like stop being so safe, just get out there, fail. You're going to feel silly, but get up, dust yourself off because it's through those failures that you're going to wind up doing something awesome and having, you know, something like Pink Leaf for 10 years. But even within Pink Leaf, we screw up a lot and we just have to own up to those screw ups, dust ourselves off and keep going. I just want people to stop playing it so safe and get out there and try something and fail and get up and keep going. And now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions and quick answers. So number one question, what's your favorite band or artist? Historically, Amos Lee is who I love. I have... Southern girl? Colors is probably my favorite. So, um, but I've had the Hamilton soundtrack on repeat in my car a ton lately, which is nothing like Amos Lee, really. Um, So I think I go through music phases. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Neither, really. I like sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) I I probably tend toward early bird, but um, I am a sleepy person. I I definitely get my eight hours of sleep where you don't want to be around me. So, What's your favorite book? I am a voracious reader. So I read a lot and I read a lot of different genres. So I read a lot of different business books, but I wouldn't say like business books are your favorite books like that's stuff I read for work and 
Um, I love the Harry Potter series. I'm reading that right start just starting it with my six-year-old. I like classical literature, Pride and Prejudice. Um, I'm trying to read Dracula and I just can't get into it. I tried it too. <laughs> I, I love those kind of like movies and stuff, but I can't get into that book. Oh, I've tried and tried and my husband's read it a couple times and he's like, you just got to get past the first hundred pages. I'm like, a hundred pages? That's a, that's a big investment. Oh, so, uh, yeah, so I, I like a lot of the classics. Have you ever met anyone famous? So my first year out of undergrad, I lived in in Basalt, which is down Valley from Aspen. And I lived in Aspen. And so um, there is a bus system called RAFTA. Um, and so you run into famous people all the time. Um, and it just starts to get irritating. Right. So it to you or them to us, <laughs> mostly <both>. to locals, <laughs> yeah. okay. you know, um, so you go from, you know, maybe 100,000 people off season to like 1.3 million on season. And so you start to realize that famous people uh, are just normal people. And my most surprising meet was actually in Indianapolis. A friend and I were going to see Need to Breathe at Radio Radio. And she was very pregnant, like due within a couple of weeks. And her husband and my roommate were with us and um, she wanted something to eat because we knew it was going to be a while before they came on. You had to wait in line. And we went around the corner for her to get pie. We sit down and they serve us and we turn around and the entire band walks in and sits down. And um, she was like, oh, let's go get a picture with them. And so we have this really hilarious picture of Need to Breathe with my extremely Mm. pregnant friend, like (laughs) leaning over um, and eating pie and was just absurd. But... (laughs) But that's probably my most, like, fangirl moment. But after living outside of Aspen, it's kind of like, eh. What's your guilty pleasure? Oh, spas. Okay. I like facials and pedicures and anything that's, like, massage, relaxing, a day away. That's your jam. Yeah, that's... That's totally my jam. I'm an introvert. Most people probably think, oh, you're an entrepreneur. You're an extrovert. Nope, I'm an introvert. So that time to myself to like unwind and be pampered, oh, totally my guilty pleasure. What's your favorite movie? I'm not a movie person. Uh, I tend to fall asleep if you put a movie on. <laughs> um, so do I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think that's very common of working moms is that uh, the, the movie tends to knock you up. I like holiday movies. I like Love Actually. Um, is a great British like Christmas time movie. But yeah, I I tend to not be a movie person. Right now we're watching tons of, you know, Disney classics because I have a oh, six yeah. year old. So oh, yes. spending lots and lots of time on the on the Disney plus classics right now. So yeah. what's your hidden talent? I don't know. So I don't know that I have a hidden talent. I'm tone deaf, so I don't sing. Um, I don't play any instruments, obviously. Tone deaf. <laughs> Problem there. <laughs> Um, but I don't know that I have a talent. I, I'm not a dancer. I don't know. I okay. We've had people in here who somebody made like goat noises with their mouth. That was no. crazy. Yeah, <laughs> definitely folded a fitted sheet. I I can't do that. I roll. No, it up I can't into do that either. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can run multiple businesses. Is that I, mean, I think that's pretty good. I don't know. Um, you yeah. can juggle. <laughs> no, I yeah, I can't juggle juggle in real life i don't know it you know it it's funny because my brain totally doesn't work that way like i'm a spreadsheet math type 
person. I appreciate the creative arts. My husband is an incredible musician. Um, my kids, my son, unfortunately, very early in the morning, likes to get out my husband's trumpet and run around the house. <laughs> oh, um, so, uh, you know, my family's very musical. I am not. So I don't know. Now, I probably can guess this next answer, but do you sing in the shower? Oh, no. <laughs> what about the car? Nobody around? N- not often. No. Not often. Okay. No, okay. I will say the hilarity of me being tone deaf and my husband being a classically trained trumpet player and having a beautiful singing voice um, is that my kids will ask me to sing and tell Patrick to shush. And so I'll, you know, like sing all the lullabies to my kids. But that that's really the only time you're going to catch me singing is like, you know, putting my kids to bed. But um, but it's hilarious because I'm tone deaf and can't hold a tune. My husband sings beautifully. And they'll say, no, dad, we want mommy. And Patrick's like, I'm literally classically <laughs> trained in music. Like, yeah. I can read music. Your mom doesn't even know what a music note is. And yet my kids are like, yeah, we, we want her to sing. Now, we know you don't watch too many movies, but Star Wars or Star Trek? Neither. Yeah. So yeah, neither. You're, so, you're sleeping during good movies. Yeah, yeah so I will, I will equally fall asleep during either. How, do, how does that sound? Man. Ouch. It's a harsh room today, husband. What's the most used emoji on your phone? Um, let's see. We'll pull oh, it up. Oh, she's, she's actually going to show us here. Show us. All right. See. Mm, the heart and the laughing cry. Okay. I feel like the laughing cry is gaining some traction here lately. We've gotten yes. a lot, lot of that lately, so that's good. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me here. You know, this is a awesome podcast, and I love hearing about what women are doing in our community, and it, it's been fun to, to follow along. And there's been several people on that I'm like, oh, I've never heard of that. I've been so thankful that... Uh, that you guys are doing this. So thanks. No problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. Yo, last night I I actually grabbed the Uno cards and we played a family game together. We but did. But you have a family game to play right now. Right here, right now. I can't believe I played Uno last night, but now I'm playing The Family Feud. I know Family Feud. What's, what's our theme song? I can't remember now. What's our first question? Our first question on the board with five answers. Okay, five answers. Name something that gets hot when it's turned on. Me. <laughs> That's why I said it like that. <laughs> I think they're going more the like appliance household item. <laughs> Let's say a stove. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Top answer. 56 people. Something hot when you turn it on. Something that gets hot when it's turned on. A heater. What do you mean? A heater always gets hot when you turn on. That's called a heater. Well, it's not on my list. What What is on your list? No, you have to keep guessing. I have the question in my hand. Now, the next one, you can give to me if you want. Oh, I will. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so something you turn on and it gets hot. Yes. But a heater is not one. Heater's not one. I'm a little disappointed. I'm in not. This card I'm just already. telling you what the people at Family Feud, the the people they have surveyed, have said. Coffee maker. Um. Although part of a coffee make part of what goes in the coffee maker. Water. Yes. Hot water. Yes. Water gets hot when you turn it on. That's what it says. See. Thirteen this, people said this it. This is a terrible. <laughs> oh, water gets hot when you turn it on hot. Uh huh. I'm saying. 13 people said it. That's number two answer. (laughs) 
number number three. I'm going with another card Wait, now. Number three, you kind of said you said people, <laughs> or you you said you, uh, and it is people. The other two answers. I didn't get a ding ding. Now did I? Well, I didn't look that far ahead. <laughs> the other two answers: an iron and a light bulb. Now the light bulbs are LEDs nowadays. They don't get hot. Well, it doesn't say when is this, this an was old printed. Card dead? Uh, 2015. Oh we had gosh. LEDs back in 2015. All right, give me an answer. See if I get it. All right, four answers on the board. Name a beverage that tastes terrible if it's lukewarm. Coffee. Ding. That's number three answer, though. Number three? Yep. Warm. Tastes awful. Tastes awful. Terrible, they use. Oh, beer. Two. Ding, ding. <laughs> See, I'm good at this game. You are. You're good at all games. I am good That's at all That's why games. you like playing them. <laughs> that is true. Guess who's not good at games and hates them? Oh, ding, ding, you ding. Married, you married Me. the wrong person. <laughs> all right, two more on the board. Uh, What's taste terrible when it's cold? Yep. Pop. When it's lukewarm. Pop. Yes. Soda. soda. One more. Num- was that number one? No. No? Nope. Beer was number one. Oh. Soda, number two. Coffee, number three. Something, number four. Something, number four. That that tastes terrible if it's lukewarm. So I've said things that should be cold that are terrible. gross when they're lukewarm, but what if they're supposed to be hot and they're lukewarm? Well, I guess I said coffee, too. Tea. No. Ding. Or, okay. I think tea tastes terrible no matter what, so. <laughs> Uh, like Gatorade or juice? Nope. Okay, I give up. I'm going to give you milk. Lukewarm oh. milk does not taste good. Now, hot milk before you go to bed, that's supposed to taste good. But that's disgusting. Hey, I don't drink kids milk. Kids do that. I don't drink milk, so sorry. All right, one All right. more. And then one can more. we kill this One segment? more each. Oh, my gosh. No, come on. This pe- the people <laughs> will love it. Give the fans what they want, husband. They love I know they don't want our this. banter between the two of us. They love it. They loved the pajama segment last week. Everybody loved the I have gotten thing. so many comments about that. Because those were ugly pajamas. No, everyone on Facebook says oh, those pajamas were cute. Yes, you posted a, a photo of those pajamas without anybody in them. Thus, oh, yeah, they're cute. They're hearts and, you know, pajamas. Yeah. No, they're ugly as hell on yeah. the person. You said, when you put your body in them, then they're not <laughs> cute, which was not nice. But that's all back right. Back to the game. All right, back to the game. Name something. <laughs> Name something that would make you work harder for your boss. We have a family for money. Podcast. Money. Give me money. A raise. Ding ding ding. All right. Uh a promotion? Yes, that's number four. There that's are four answers four. on the board, sorry. So I've gotten two of them. So yes. a raise, you got number a one and number four. Free stuff. Mm, no. <clears throat> Name something that would make you work harder for your boss. Named me. Oh, more vacation time. Nope. Or or like a benefit. Like a uh you know, benefits. Maybe I'll give you that. Appreciation. Appreciation, yes. Okay. You, would, you would give me some time off because I work so hard. That's true. How much time do I give you off, husband? Zero. <laughs> Never. He's worked so hard this week. <laughs> it's amazing how many hours I put into this. Yes, I know. Okay, the, th- the fourth one you're not going to get. Okay. Having a nice boss. Oh, that that's motivation? Apparently. Name something that would make you work harder for well, your boss. A I, nice boss. I do show up every day. So you, you have a nice boss, right? I do have a nice boss. Good, good answer. Top five answers on the board. Name something people must be legally old enough to do. How come you get the easy ones? You have to be legally old enough to do these things. Go. Drive a car. Ding. That's number two. Though. Drink alcohol. That's number one. Ding, ding. Vote. Uh, that's number three. Good job so far. Get married. Eh. How many are there? Uh, five. Okay. So you got two more. Legally to go. old enough to do. Do. <sighs> Smoke. Oh, that's the that's the last <laughs> answer. Yes, that's, that's okay. number five right. on right. the board. So there's just one more to go. What do you have to be 
old enough to legally do. Be drafted. I'll give you one more shot. One more shot. Okay. I'm going to roll the dice. <laughs> Why are you rolling the dice? That's the wrong game. <laughs> I'm rolling the dice. Oh, gamble? <laughs> <laughs> Every kiss begins with K. <laughs> all right. You got them all. All right. With so you ants. Okay. No more. Uh-uh. No, come on. No, Our that... segment is not that long. No, that was a perfect ending there with you. you okay. Every okay. kiss begins with K. <laughs> all right. Very good. That's all we got. All right. So if you have any suggestions for banter for us to talk about, please email well, yeah. them in. Let us know. Let us know. You can post on Facebook even. Absolutely. If you have like questions you want to know. Because Lord knows I don't want to have to do another game with Angie on air. Uh, I All right. If you want more games, then just don't give us any banter ideas. Because uh, today we looked at each other and we were like, I don't have anything. I know. I have nothing to talk about. It was such a busy week. We had no... We had no fun. No fun. So we're going to have fun this next week. All right. And we'll have plenty of banter for next Tuesday. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone, gone boss. boss.